welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. We're the monkeys? No. We're not monkeying around? No, we're not monkeying Oh, around. we are monkeying around today. We're talking about <laughs> fan- Dynasty Fantasy Football. A lot of monkey business going around here. I've been seeing monkey business going on in people's Instagram feeds, talking about, I don't know, like yellow mustaches, talking all kinds of crazy things. But I, I intentionally kept myself away from all of the news that you're talking about with Antonio Brown. I have got AB fatigue. Ooh. I'm done hearing about it. Mm. I've been, yeah, it is kind of like, okay, dude. We get it. You want to play the new team, we get it. I'm done. I don't care. Just go somewhere else. I'm tired of it. I kind of, I mean, I'm interested in where it goes, but I don't need all the drama. Save that for your mama, you know? Exactly. Yeah, pretty much in it today. Uh, so today we're talking about, you know, obviously some news and notes. We're going to talk about some sell-high dynasty players. Want to know why? Because it's the best thing to keep that dynasty going is to capitalize at a peak value. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yep. But before we do, got something I got to tell you. We got a, a sponsor here now. We don't sponsor a lot, you know, many people unless we find something that we really feels good for the dynasty community. And we think we found a good one, Matt. Yep. Dynastyowner.com. Dynastyowner.com. Uh, it's a new kind of fantasy football. It's like not, it, it really resembles truly running an NFL team. It does. Which is a dynasty junkie. You know, that's what we kind of. This is all we're, what we're emulating to be. Right. Yeah, Dynasty Owner is the first like dynasty salary cap fantasy sports game that not only plays the game week to week, but uses actual player contracts and salaries so you can be not only the coach picking your lineups, but the general manager and the owner of your team too. Nice. That's good stuff. So it doesn't it doesn't run off of some sort of site's value basically of the players. It goes off their actual contracts. It goes off their actual NFL contract. Like the whole thing is like really NFL based. Right. You don't just trade players for players. With Dynasty Owner, you can trade players for draft picks or Dynasty Dollars, or virtual currency used to play the game. You win Dynasty Dollars each week whether you win or lose your matchup and you play to build a Dynasty long term year to year. And we all know we're probably pretty good at that, right? Building dynasties. Absolutely. I mean, That's kind of our thing. Yeah. You, know, you and I are real listeners. Yep. That's what we love to do. Dynasty. Absolutely. Long term, 365. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, sick of having your bench players have record weeks? No problem. Dynasty owner, your bench earns a percentage of their performance that week because a true dynasty is built on a deep bench. Nothing's more frustrating, Matt, than when you draft way better than somebody else and you just slaughter your rookie draft and you got so much. People talking about the waiver wire. You can't even touch the waiver wire because your team's so loaded with talent. You, you have nobody to cut. You can't cut anybody. Yeah, like you should be like a little reward for that. You know, like they give out ribbons like, oh, you know, you're – you're the smartest kid, most future to be successful, most likely to host a Dynasty podcast. I got that one. No, oh, I'm yeah. sure you did. Young age, they knew it was coming. Yep. Um, so this is it's nice to be rewarded for being the best drafter. Yep, you know? having a deep bench, having yeah. a deep squad. Yep. Get a little cutback on that. You know, no longer getting bent over for the trades. Like, well, you have six running backs. You have to trade me one, right? No, I don't. They can sit on my bench and earn me points. Give me some of that points, son. Want to go over the cap and try to build a dominant team today? No problem. All you need to do is just pay luxury taxes, like the real sports world do. You know, got to pay those tax. I think that's a a little bit of a a, you know basketball concept, but 
bringing it to this. I like it. This is the first game to incorporate the long-term ownership GM strategy with week-to-week fantasy sports play. Stop playing fantasy sports, Matt, and own it. DynastyOwner.com. Uh, right now, you can get in with DynastyOwner.com on the ground up. They're launching their beta program uh, for the 2019 to get this site ready. So you could be one of the first people to ever get into this basically new way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. I know there's other platforms out there that offer that, but I think DynastyOwner.com is going to do a little bit different here. Week in, week out basis, which is always nice, nice you know, even with the DFS kind of guys going on here. And they actually use NFL salaries. Like, those are the salaries you use. So, like, if you got to find a good rookie contract, like, oh, Mike Williams is on his rookie, you know, Baker Mayfield. Sure. You, you buy these quarterbacks where they're super cheap, you kind of do it that way. That's my number one strategy going to it. Like, let me get some of these young quarterbacks. You know, let me get Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes on these rookie deals. I'm going to load up on strong running backs and just pay the high, heavy price for receivers. It's a lot of, there's a lot of good strategy that can Boom. go into this. Yep. I'm a G- I just gave you the key strategy. You're about to sign up right now at DynastyHunter.com. I just gave you, told you how to win. Easy breezy, right? Easy breezy, just like that. Jimmy Haslam, John Dorsey, I hope you're listening. Let's get in some news and notes. All right, let's None do it. None of them involve the Browns, so let's move on. Andre Ellington signed today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How's that move your needle, Matt? I'm sorry, who? His name is Andre Ellington, former of the Carolina, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. That's Carolina, Arizona, pretty much the same place. Basically the same uh, thing. Did, did even play football last year, but he's 30 years old. He just signed with Tampa Bay. Uh, for the year, they lose Charles Sims to free agency. There, Ronald Jones is he a threat? Not really. Mm, could be gusty down there in Tampa Bay. He might get blown over into the tumbleweeds. Yeah, you know, they got Peyton Barber out there, <laughs> trip over a stick of grass on the field, or they might draft a running back too, or they could sign Le'Veon Bell. There's um, a, there's a lot of options going on down there. They signed Le'Veon. Andre Ellington, thanks for coming. I mean, obviously, obviously the Andre Ellington, it, it goes back to the Bruce Arians connection with him in Arizona. Um, that's why he signed there, just familiarity um, probably with his system, and he knows exactly what he's going to get out of Andre Ellington. No big deal. He's not going to have a lot of fantasy relevance no. in my eyes. I think you're only I think I think the only reason it's worth mentioning, you can never have too much running back depth. So like if you just had like a rank, like say you have Calvin Johnson on your roster for some reason, mm-hmm. you, know, you can cut Calvin Johnson. I think it's safe. And what and didn't Andre Ellington? Yeah, and didn't Andre Ellington at the end of his at the end of Bruce Arians' tender actually play wide receiver? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he tried to move him out to the slot re- wide receivers. So Andre they Ellington, did move Andre out. You're right. Yeah. So I, I'm not really, you know, is he a running back? Is he going to be a wide receiver? Who knows? Either way, he's not going to be fantasy relevant. Peace out, Adam Humphreys. Hello, Andre Ellington. I, I don't see that as an upgrade. But, well, it would um, be an upgrade because Bruce Arians' slot receiver always produces. I mean, his last three years with Larry Fitz where he had three consecutive 1,000. I mean, no, it's Larry Fitz. I was going to say, but that's – They moved him in the slot. It was Larry. a heavy target action. You don't know. Chris Godwin gets in there and gets me excited. Andre Ellington doesn't get me excited on any level. I was talking about Chris Godwin. All right, man. cool. All right, that doesn't move your needle. I was trying to move the needle. All right, sure. the The Godwin needle moved slightly on that one. Yeah, is this elevator jazz or rock and roll, Matt? If it's it's only rock and roll. <laughs> if you like it. If you like it. Uh, Charles Clay signs with Arizona. Speaking of Arizona, hmm. one year like three and a half million. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> to another tight end, please. Rob Gronkowski uh, debating he might come back with a he'll we'll know within a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, might I, I mentioned that just because it might be like a good time to like just try and get Gronk for like super cheap, you know, like somebody who's like really thinks he's going to retire. Maybe you can get him for like I don't know a third in Calvin Johnson. He's still got that Calvin Johnson share. Huh? <laughs> right, I, mean, I thought you just got rid of it. Well, maybe you could kind of turn that little nugget into a 
giant snowball. You All keep right. rolling downhill, and keep, it gets bigger. Keep rolling. Uh, it just maybe because if he comes back and you get him for super cheap, even for one year, that you know, with a tight end market the way it is, it could definitely be worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Joe Flacco to Denver. Yeah, there was that trade that um, obviously can't be official until the league year starts, but um, it sounds like you know he passed his physical and everything, so it's going to be a fourth round pick going to um, going to Baltimore, and Denver gets Joe Flacco. I think. Um, I mean, I think Joe Flacco is an upgrade over Case Keenum. Yeah, I think it hurts to Sean Slight. Hamilton's. Like, I was really excited about Sean Hamilton go, right. going to next year. I'm still excited about him, but, you know, the way Keenum targeted the slot receiver, like 25% of his passes, that kind of right, got a little that, bit more excited. Joe Flacco, he likes to throw the ball a little bit deeper. It might be a good, better for Cortland Sutton. Without being in the red zone, he just needs to hold on to the football. But, I mean, does it super flex? I mean, it's probably just going to be a year two at the most they're gonna draft drew lock right and it sounds like they're he's gonna um he's not gonna be restructuring his deal so i think he's on a three-year deal which is pretty palatable um forever then get out next year unscathed yep like completely free so uh and then obviously we mentioned earlier the antonio brown news i wrote in my note um antonio brown dash sucks he doesn't suck, but I'm just getting tired of him. So yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think he's turned his value all these crazy. Like he's now he's demanding guaranteed money. Like, yeah, he's under contract. The, the reason somebody's going to want to trade for him is because he's under contract. It's a three year contract, so right. he's basically is holding out and want he wants a new contract. So nobody's going to give them like a first round pick, right? They he's, this dude. he's hurting his own trade value. It doesn't make sense what he's doing. Yeah, you're going to give a 30 year old receiver a three year. You know, fifty million dollar contract guaranteed. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'll give you a guaranteed contract if you take less. Yeah, you know, it's it's odd, it's bizarre. Um, I don't know what is who's chirping in his ear, um, or if it's just him and and no one probably is himself. And and no one crazy, and no one can control him type of thing. So I'm not sure, man. You think like maybe because he's like in the spotlight more movies like having a midlife crisis like way too early like you know that's what's up with the like blonde mustache i didn't he's got a blonde mustache yeah it's not very cool looking doesn't sound very cool. i don't looking. like it personally i mean i'm not like a male model critiquer right. i don't do that even part-time or as a hobby but like if i did like this is my first day in the job like my first response like i don't like that right it's probably in my this- column of like it probably would have the same similar reaction to me seeing you with a mustache. Oh, <laughs> which is glorious. Which, I mean, which now, is terrible. Well, it kind of changes my feelings. Terrible. <laughs> I was showing that picture out this week. Oh, I'm... Showed it to some of my guys. I was like, hey, you want to see something great? Yeah. Here's a mustache. And they're like, dude, you look like that guy from like Super Troopers. And I'm like, <laughs> you do kind of look like that All guy. All right. Well, let's get into the topic of the show and now talk about my awesome mustache. All right. God rest its soul, Matt. God rest its soul. <laughs> Maybe Ad- one day we see it again. Adios, mustacho. Um, let's talk about some players that we think are um, possible good sell high candidates here for your dynasty team. It's always good to sell high and get out from guys just to get peak value. Right. Um, a lot of times you get some even some upside players and something on top of that, and the player you could trade for like. We're going to talk like my. I have a guy on my list here, Adam Thielen. You know, he's somebody I was thinking. Oh, who would I flip for? What would I want in return for an Adam Thielen? First of all, because this is a very good fantasy wide receiver. Mike Williams is somebody we've talked about recently, uh, how we'd love to buy everywhere you can get him. And I think Elin, you know, Thielen, who turns 29 in August, mm-hmm. and Mike Williams, who's, who'll be turning, what is it, 25? He'll be 25, yep. Okay. Uh, as the season starts, 
I could get younger there for five years on a player just finished his wide receiver two. Thielen right now, I feel like has hit peak value. Just again, I like Thielen. I even like Thielen into going into next year as well. But I just think I, if I can get five years younger and a little something on top with Mike Williams, right? And, and Mike Williams is the guy we both really, really like. Um, obviously, he doesn't. He hasn't had the production yet uh, of of an Adam Thielen, so that might be the area where you know that can make that trade happen. You know what I mean? Like you're getting a proven wide receiver one basically for a guy that has got a ton of upside yeah i mean feeling i mean it's coming off a great fantastic year to say the Mm -hmm. least wide receiver five on a year with 113 receptions 1373 yards and nine touchdowns and but most of those points what i found like he finished there but he kind of faded definitely in the second half of the season weeks one through eight he had 202 points but week nine nine through 116 he only had 98.6 points so the second half of the season he literally had less than half the points he had in the first season, which really that like really propelled him to wide receiver number five. And he's somebody. I mean, it's a, the, to me with the, Stephon Diggs being there, signing his big contract, who was wide receiver twelve on a year with fourteen games. He's going to take a little bit away from Thielen as well as he just gets better naturally. But Thielen turning get, getting a little bit older here, right? You know, I think you got maybe this. You got, I think you got next year you know 2020 possibly with Thielen as well but right now where he is at like wide receiver five I looked at this is a really good sell high point for him and move on the guy like Mike Williams plus something I don't know what that plus would be would you be comfortable with like Mike Williams in a like a decent second in 2020 um I mean I would feel good getting that in return I think I think if you're the if you're the Adam Thielen owner I think you might you might have a little bit of trouble. It would have to be the perfect kind of scenario where the guy, the guy really, the guy or lady wanting to get him is pretty, pretty desperate for a guy that's just going to get in there, get him twenty, you know, fifteen to twenty points a week, and he's very looking for a very stable type of of wide receiver. You would have it would have to be the perfect storm, I think, to get Mike Williams and a second. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I just, again. The, I got really worried how Thielen's kind of fell off, and it wasn't just a couple games. That whole second half of the season. I mean, besides week twelve, so he finished with the ninety eight point six points in weeks nine through sixteen. But honestly, his week twelve, he had a really big game that week. So one of those games, seven out of eight, he had those big games. If you take away that twenty six and a half points he had week twelve, he really only finished the second half with seventy two points, which is like. If that averages out, it's about ten point three points per game. I'm I'm looking right at his at his game, um, you know, game for game, and it and it's not bad. It's you know, it's twelve point seven, fifteen point six. Then you said, like you said, twenty six point five, but after that, it's thirteen point eight, twelve point eight, and then there's one clunker, which I you know, which is you know, a total outlier when you look at the rest of his stats where he only scored 3.9. So that that definitely pulls it down quite a bit. And then week 16 is is 13.3. Um he had another stinker on on week 17, but you know, no one's playing still. Well, th- so. this is even like this isn't sell high on feeling like, "Oh, I don't think he's any good." This, right. you know, by that right. like 13 points a game is is it's it's really well, but I think you can capitalize on that really strong start he had. You know, weeks sure. 1 through 8, he sure, was sure. wide receiver number 1 overall. Right. N- you know, 9 through 16, he was wide receiver 16. So, to me, I, again, it, this is more just selling high on a good player. Where again, if you, I like to get an aspect of getting Mike Williams, who I think it would be equal out to Adam Thielen eventually. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll take the five years. I'm just going to think ahead. If I can yeah. get like equal value, but like a longer term, 
that's what I'm looking for here. A guy like maybe like I, I, Tyler I, Boyd, then plus something. No, I totally agree with you that you know it, it wouldn't be a horrible idea to start thinking about moving this guy because, I mean, where he landed at the end of the year, you got to think is going to be a high water mark for him. You know, it's not like he's going to he doesn't have anywhere else to go. He's not going to be the number one guy you know, the next three years or anything like that. No. So it's Diggs, th- it's Diggs is the long-term play there. Well, I mean, I just think there's other wide receivers that are going to be the long-term, you know, top ten guys. You know what I mean? Thielen, Thielen is making his – this is his high peak. watermark. This is his peak, and that is theoretically when you want to is start. Is he even doing anything for you in the playoffs? Like, so week 14 through 16, like I always like to look at those numbers as well because, right. hey, what can you do for me when I get there? If you mm-hmm. get me there, can you help me through? In weeks 14 through 16, he was wide receiver 35. No, Yeah, it's 12.8, and then he went down to 3.9 in week 15, which is a, usually a pretty big matchup. And then, you know, week 16, he got you 13.3, which is if if you didn't lose in week 15, it's respectable, but it's not like the dominating numbers that you, you would want from a wide receiver one. Matt, if you were in the playoffs, you're better off starting Tim Patrick from Denver. Okay. I'm surprised you even know who Tim Patrick is. I know who Tim Patrick is. Personally? No. Handsome fellow. Oh, is he? I don't know. I don't know. So this, I guess, that's again Adam Thielen. I think it's just good time to get younger and capitalize out here. Again, I'm going Mike Williams. Let's give a guy on your list here. All right, so I'm going to go with um, um, a little bit of an older wide receiver. Even um, I'm going with Julian Edelman. A little harder to get out from under. A little bit harder to get out from under, but I mean, you might be able to ride the wave from his Super Bowl MVP. Um, season here he'll be turning 33 um obviously at the start of the year but he's a very consistent type of wide receiver um you pretty much know what you're getting from the guy so last year the guy only played in eight games due to the ped suspension which is another reason i'm getting rid of him because i don't like any junkies on my team i I wouldn't tolerate that on your team either or (laughs) nor my team i would not tolerate that (laughs) but anyway so he still managed to get um, catch seventy four passes for eight hundred fifty yards and six touchdowns. So if you extrapolate that and you know spread it over a sixteen game season, he ends up getting ninety nine catches for eleven hundred thirty three yards and eight touchdowns. And with with you know with the uncertainty around Gronk and whether or not he's going to be there to to pull away some of these coverages, I just think it might be a good time to kind of capitalize on all the momentum that he kind of had towards the end of the year. And try to try to get out from underneath him. I mean, I'm not like, hey, you're going to get two first rounders or anything for Julian Edelman at this point in his career. But at this point in his career, I think it's it. You should try to cash out unless you're definitely a contender. Oh yeah, if, like if if I'm not a contender, and I own Julian Edelman. I would love to get two seconds. Like, hey, can I get your second this year? Or maybe twenty twenty second for Julian. Like, I'd feel like I won that trade. I right. feel really good about that. And I and I think the person on the other end of that trade would feel good as well because they're going to get a guy who, you know, for next year, I think can still do some things. And, and you know, he proved at the end of the year that he's still a viable guy. So it's not like this is like cheap car salesman tactics where you're kicking the tires and you know how am I going to get you in this thing. It's. I think. It, I think that one could, you know, actually be a win-win for everybody. And there's a good chance that his his value might drop here, you know, soon if Gronk does decide he wants to come back for one more year. With the news now that the the Pats were the most aggressive team trying to trade for Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham, one of the only right. teams really trying to trade for him last year, and they were really aggressive in their attempts, ended up not being able to get him, and actually traded and gave a fourth round pick for or fifth round pick for Josh Gordon from the Cleveland Browns. So. 
they are trying to get better at wide receiver. So if they do end up acquiring a receiver via free agency, I mean, I know what's Tyrell Williams, the number one guy, or what if they trade for Antonio Brown? You know, they have a lot of these top, I think what, six top 100 picks. Pittsburgh knows they can't get much. Well, they give a second and a third for Antonio Brown. And I mean, they, they I, get I, you know, yeah. that's going to hurt Julian Edelman a ton. Definitely. You so, know, if Gronk comes back, they get Antonio Brown, and then they draft, I don't know, Keel here. <laughs> Possibilities are endless, man. You never know. So um, I just think it's a good time to get out from underneath him. Well, I, I would sign on that. I can't imagine a lot of people buying. You'd have to be thin at wide receiver in a championship caliber team. But you never know. Some people don't think long-term like that in your dynasty leagues, and yeah, they're easier to sell. Yeah, they are. Most of my leagues, you try and sell a 33-year-old wide receiver. Like people are going to be offering you back like a Happy Meal. Mm. But dude, he was, Does it come with a toy? Dude, he was wide receiver 23 last year. Does that come with a toy? <laughs> Does it come he was, with a toy? Was a wide receiver 2. Yeah. Low end as it may be, he was there, my friend. Yeah. Oh, it's a toy. I hope there's um, a toy. Let's get back to my list here. Yep. Your I, list was ever fruitful. My list, your list. Um, I have Damian Williams okay. on here. I feel like everybody wants a piece of Damian Williams right now. He is definitely and, a polarizing figure. Yeah. He, 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 gamble here. Definitely gamble. gamble. Some people love him. Some people think that he was just a one, not even a one year, a half year wonder. You know yeah. what I mean? Through weeks 13 through 16, he was wide receiver five. Running back five. Running back five. Yep. Sorry. That's okay. Because, um, I, I mean, he, after Kareem Hunt was 11, mm-hmm. 12, week 12 was your bye. So, for me right now, yes, he dominated from the last half of the season. But his contract's not – they only signed him to a two-year $51.1 million contract. And the only guaranteed money was a signing bonus, was $1.6 million. So, you're getting $1.6 million on a night like – obviously, what he did for them in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, whatever they do this year, at least they have, they have that safety net there for them. So, I don't think here – if Damian Williams is the guy going into 2019 season, then – you sold him, that kind of hurts a little bit because he's going to dominate again. Just because of the offense and the scheme that he's in. You mentioned you know, how important a scheme could be for an NFL team, and Damian Williams fits that scheme very well. But if they go out there and they draft like Devin Singletary, Josh Jacobs, you know, they take a they take a running back in the second round, third round of a high-caliber running back, or if they sign a guy like Tevin Coleman in free agency, then he's going to go right back to what his value was before, which what was his value uh, six months ago, Matt? Um, he had no value, zero value. I um, I cut him. Uh, you know, coming off of his Miami stay, he's just he was he was a guy that would just catch passes. That was his his thing, kind of in Miami, and it would only it wasn't enough where he was like fantasy relevant week in and week out. And you know, like you said, his his contract numbers weren't off the charts or anything like that with the Kansas City Chiefs. And they had Kareem Hunt in front of him. So it was one of those things where I needed room, and, and I dumped him, man, unfortunately, because yeah. somebody got a, somebody got a freebie there on the waiver wire. But. The contract to me, like I said, the 1.6 guaranteed, the $5 million, which means he's most likely going to just stay this year. But they got rid of him. It's only a one – I think it's like a $1 million hit, $1.7 million hit. I don't think they have a reason to get rid of him. I don't either. I, I think they have a reason to go out and draft one, though, this year. I think they're going to – so even if they get a running back – Right now, everybody's thinking, hey, sign that new contract extension. A lot of people out there are going to think that he's the guy going in 2019. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that it's worth gambling. I would rather cash in my chips right now, right, and take what I can get for Damian Values, which Damian Williams, I think will be good return, than risking 
that they're going to bring somebody in and just completely deplete his value altogether. Because if I had guessed today that they're going to bring some, they're going to get some another running back in there that I'm going to like more than Damian Williams, either via the draft or free agency. Like even TJ Yeldon went there. Like I would like, like I think that would hurt Damian Williams' value. It definitely will. It's going to get muddier, in my opinion as well. Um, so I'm totally with you. This is a this is a perfect candidate for a sell, and and he's one of those guys where early on in the process, when I hadn't really thought it through to fruition, he was one of those guys where it was it was like tickling, you know, in the back of my head. Should I try to make a move for Damian Williams? But then I just I could never get myself to that point where I was like, I'm going to throw together an offer. You know what I mean? Just because there are there there's so much uncertainty with him, and and they're going to bring somebody in, in my opinion. So it, it's just going to get muddy. And he's not going to have the type of workload that I think he that he had at the end of the year, where he's scoring all those points and winning people championships. Who like just picked him up off the waiver wire like week fourteen or fifteen or whatever it was. So yeah, it's a tough gamble because it's fifty fifty. Yeah. To me, I'd even say sixty forty where they bring somebody in. But like I couldn't live like if I made the Damian Williams trade, like no matter what, like the outcome, like I wouldn't feel comfortable with. Like if I won the championship and like Damian Williams was like they didn't bring somebody in, he was wide receiver five again, and I won because of him. Like oh, thank God that worked out. You know, yeah. like I'm not even like hey, I'm like oh, I knew it worked out. I'm like oh, thank God it worked out. Yeah. Or if he didn't, I'm like I just gave up a 2020 first for Damian Williams. Yep. He's out of the league. Yeah, it could definitely <laughs> happen, and you and we could both see it. Either He's on the way. XFL new team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I couldn't live with that. Like the, the the joy does not outweigh the sadness there by any <laughs> means, and I can't put myself in that position. Give me one of your guys. All right, AJ Green again. Again, I feel like we beat this to death already. AJ you Green, you beat it to death. I've been. I am, dude. I you right now. AJ Green is Whitney Houston, and I am Kevin Costner. And I'm his bodyguard. You're his bodyguard? Yes, because right. you are just trying not to love him. And to me, I just think there's no fair value in A.J. Green in the market out there right now for me holding shares and just seeing trade offers for A.J. Green. Nobody wants him. He only played in eight games last year. Everybody views him getting older. Zach Stacy doesn't have a defensive coordinator. Tyler Boyd's emergence. A lot of people don't know what's going on out there. And the truth is, A.J. Green's a stud. He is a stud. He's a stud. And nobody's going to give you stud value. So if you, tell it, me why to sell them. If you, <laughs> it's the biggest thing for me is age. Obviously, the Tyler Boyd that which you already mentioned. The fact that he's been nicked up the past two years now. I know that he he didn't like miss games in 2017, but he he was playing through some some foot injuries and stuff like that. And now this year he only played in it was nine. It was really nine games. One of them was only one target. So. I, you know, in eight games, it was really eight games as far as far as his his stats. But in those eight games, I mean, forty six catches, six hundred ninety four yards, and six touchdowns. And you you extrapolate that over a full season, it's ninety two catches for thirteen hundred eighty eight yards and twelve touchdowns. Yeah, so he's awesome. He scores you about eighteen nineteen points per game. You know what I mean? <sighs> Say that again, real slow. Eighteen or nineteen points per game. You can slower. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's a lot of points. Ooh. So I by no means am, am calling him a bum or washed up or anything like that. But Why don't you just put Julio Jones on this list, Matt? Well, I thought about he's, that, to be honest. He's older. He to, doesn't catch touchdowns in the first half of the season. To be honest, I, I thought about that, but I, I, I think he's just a little bit too good to put on here. Here's my sell highs. <laughs> <laughs> if you're over 30, <laughs> you got to go. Okay. Oh, I'm telling you, hi. 
the, the biggest thing I am worried about, though, is, is older wide receivers with foot ish, issues, and it and it does seem to be kind of a reoccurring thing with AJ Green. Wait, we're talking about Julio Jones? Oh yeah, he's got reoccurring foot issues too, and he's older. This two just, for one combo. Just just sell him a haul. I hate <laughs> him. A a combined age of a senior senior citizen. Exactly. So I mean, there's just a lot of uncertainty there as well. Um, new new coordinator, new coaches. You know, kind of an old system though, right? I mean, it was it was a Jay Gruden esque system. So I mean, they've kind of been in it, but who knows? You know exactly who's going to be getting fed the ball. I feel I feel firm in my stance here. I don't think I think everybody that has AJ Green. Uh, could testament to this that if you say, hey, A.J. Green's available, you wouldn't like any of the offers that you got. I just got a first and a second for him. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, not, like, yeah. not not more than a week ago. What pick was it, though? Um, it was a 2022nd, and I think okay. it was like a 2021 first or something like that. So, that's oh, yeah, that's, it was a 2021 first. So that's so far out. It like, was far out. By the time that time comes, like you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I don't have eight. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad I have this pick because A.J. Right. Green now. Right. But that's two years down the road. Yeah, yeah. Almost three years down the road. Almost four. God, it might as well just be a decade. <laughs> <laughs> the player you're going to draft is already retired. <laughs> uh, so, I, get, I mean, I got if you're just really looking to sell at that point. Yeah, and that was. Uh, uh, for that team, it is a blow-up situation. So, Ask me what I have there. What would you rather have? AJ Green. All right. Moving on to not, my guy. Not for a team that's getting blown up, though. You wouldn't. No, well, I, I don't I feel like I could do better. All right. Moving on. Moving on. A guy who repeats on the list this year. Okay. Uh, this, everybody should have saw this coming, but Derek Henry, our old friend. Oh, our, our good friend Derek. He was on our sell-high list last year after he had a, what, a strong playoff performance. He had a Weird. one big game. Mm-hmm. We're like, dude, sell high. Use this momentum. Please sell high. Well, Derek, he does it again. Comes back this year between week 14 and 16, the fantasy season. Guess what Derrick Henry was running back-wise? Um, You tell me. Oh, three. No, he was numero uno. Oh, numero uno. Are you on PPR? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was I was on week 12. Yeah, no, it's week from week 14 week to 16 14. is where most people play their playoffs, man. Yep. Get, get hip. I know. Uh, I, just, I just had it incorrectly filtered. He was, he was running back one, Matt. Yep. Numero uno. Beta bing, bada bing. I can't say number one in any other language besides Spanish. Okay. Uh, so that's great. Right? That's doesn't get much better than that, right? Kind of hard top one. So it is. here he is again. Sell high. Get what you can get. You know. Do you want to why weeks one through thirteen, Matt? Where did Derrick Henry finish? One through one through thirteen. Yeah. I don't know, man. He was you running back me. 39 on the year, oh, Matthew. Oh, my God. He scored a whopping 95.5 points from week 1 to 13. Uh, that's not good. Know who had a better year than him yeah. from 1 through 13? Mike <laughs> Davis. Who? Oh, gosh. Yeah, from Mike Seattle. Davis yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. You know, the same team that has Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, their first round pick. Right. That's a third-string quarter or third-string running back. In Did better than Derrick Henry. Yeah. So... Again, but at least he was consistent. I mean, he pretty much got five points all the way across the board. Are we all fives? There's a couple. I mean, you couple know, sevens it's four, it? six, five, 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 three, fourteen. 
<laughs> Jackpot. Eleven seventeen four nine. Oh, we're gonna get yeah. fourteen points on my uh, four, fourteen four. points on my yeah. bench, Derek Henry. Yeah, yep. Yeah, ride this wave. Um, people are, you know, people are. What have you done for me lately? A yep. lot of times, you know, people are going to Tennessee next, going to next year. Like, hey, finally they know what they have in Derek Henry. They're gonna. He's gonna have an awesome twenty nineteen season. It's gonna be great. The coaching staff saw finally what he could do. What he just magically they couldn't see him what he was doing for the first thirteen weeks of the season. I don't think Mike Vrabel is a dumb guy. Like he he obviously sees it right. You, know? you I and mean, you would big think guy so. run fast yeah. run straight. Right. You know, absolutely. The, no, it, it doesn't. His game doesn't really. It's, he's gonna be hit and miss when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. Fantasy points will be right where Mac just read off consistently. Can I just? piggyback off this and just wrap up wrap in another player that is so similar in my eyes as far as fantasy production that that I just don't want to be a repeater and say the same because this was going to be my next guy Jordan Howard okay another guy who he actually was a little bit more consistent than Derrick Henry throughout the year and and probably scored a little bit more points throughout the year but also finished very strong doesn't catch passes he was on our list last very, year very like touchdown dependent and and another guy that we everyone knows that we just don't kind of like it has the worst hands in the NFL when it comes to a running back right and they even came out you know beginning of last year and said oh he's going to catch a bunch of passes and they <laughs> did the first the first game he caught five passes and then the next game three and then two and then zero zero Hello. zero one zero zero one one, one 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 right right yeah, so those were like you know those were just dump off safe they passes were, they were definitely dump off passes. mitch is like hey howard help help um so he's another guy that um just very limited he's a guy he had like 950 yards on 250 he had a 3.8 yard per carry average last year the guy is a quantity you have to feed him the ball he has to get the ball 300 times and he's just not going to. i don't think he fits Nagy's offense uh, he's got to go another guy that exactly you you saw a perfect example of this oh jordan howard we're gonna make him catch passes he's gonna learn how to catch like that was the hype last year and it just never came to fruition you know that's like the type of guy that Nagy wants he wants a guy that can catch passes out of the backfield he wants kareem hunt, <laughs> he wants kareem hunt. exactly um, so th- I, in my opinion, I, I know he's only 24 years old, but sell high on this guy. Now he ended the season on a nice little run. He had, you know, 11 points, 14, 15, 24. You know, so there should be at least somewhat of a good taste in some people's mouth. Just get out from underneath. You know what's him. crazy? Like, I agree with you. Like, I, I just feel like Jordan market, Jordan Howard's markets, like, I bet it's almost non-existent. Uh, I feel like the Derrick Henry market is definitely there. Well, he had like a forty-point game, and it was ridiculous. I mean, like Derrick yeah. Henry would had. I'd much, and I'd, I'd rather have Jordan Howard by a mile over Derrick Henry. So would I. He is. I mean, he scored more consistently point-wise than Derrick Henry. Um, but it, it, I don't. They're very similar. I think in the fact they're totally different running backs, but they're very similar in the fact that they need a bunch of touches to be fantasy relevant. I always have players on lists that I know I will never own. Right. Like I have sure. like those lists, a guy that we're going to talk about here in a quick session. Cause after we do a couple guys here, we're just going to get wrap up the show. We're going to do like some quick hits. Mm-hmm. Um, of players I'd never have on my teams, no matter what, whether it be redraft dynasty. Like if you offered him in a package, like that would sour me on the package immediately. Jordan Howard's on that list. He's always been on that list. Mm-hmm. I've been like an anti Jordan Howard guy, even to go the last couple of years. He's been an awesome fantasy running back. No, thanks. Be awesome somewhere else. Like I just, 
I'm just waiting for that just train to derail because I know it's going to happen. And, if and, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel like that train's going to derail. Right. He's 24. He's going to be 25 like at the beginning of next season. So he's, su- I mean, he's super young, but he's not going to learn how to catch. He's just not going to. So in, in my eyes, in a PPR league, he just holds very little value. Yeah, Derek Henry. Yeah, guys that don't catch footballs, sorry. Like, I don't want a touchdown. In PPR leagues, I never, ever want those touchdown-dependent running backs. Right. They are no fun. They're too hit and miss. And when it comes to the playoff time, you can't love them anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. I have All another right. guy on my list here, James White, New England running back. Um, trying to really capitalize in here on his best fantasy year to date, finishing his running back eight on a year. He's only 27 years old. But right, he's coming off a great, fantastic year. Uh, again, if he finishes running back eight in PPR leagues, he finds falls in the definition of me. Uh, every year we see a turnover of that list of running back ones, how it's always changing, definitely in the back end. And here's James White's name on the list. You know, Duke Johnson was on there last year. Like, thanks for coming to the party. You got to go. I'm, I'm more concerned about Sonny Michelle effect there. Mm-hmm. His strong push in the second half, uh, to me – they invested the first round pick. I think it's the Sony show going forward. I don't think they're going to James White's going to be on the team next year, but after that with his salary, I think in 2020, he's owed 3 million. Uh, next year he's owed this year. He's owed two and a half. I think all his signing bonus was paid and that was his guaranteed money. He got signed that $4.69 million signing bonus. So in 2020, he's gonna be owed 30 million, 3 million. I don't think he's really going to last in new England with those numbers there long-term. It definitely has, I think, Sony gets better, which I this is firmly believing Sony's going to be the man next year. Right. And I know Sony didn't catch very well this season, but he's still something to me that can catch the football. I saw him do it at Georgia. I know he can catch the football. And, again, New England's offense is something that's hard to pick up. It's it's one of the hardest offenses in team to pick up. And in his rookie year, he's got a lot to intake with Brady there. So I think he can become more involved in the passing game going into year two. And James White, not the strongest second half. Again, if you look at just the playoffs, if you relied on James White in the playoffs from week 14 to 16, he was running back number 37 on the year. Well, that's or the 33 thing. on the year. Sonny Michelle was 31 ahead of him. That's the thing. He was – James White was super consistent at the beginning of the year, and that's when Sony Michelle was out or or just working himself into the lineup. So weeks ten through seventeen, you see huge fluctuations week to week as far as his fantasy production. I mean, seven points, eight points, eighteen points, eight, eight, thirteen, sixteen. So he's just kind of all over the place. Whereas in you know weeks one through nine. 15 points, 15 points, 14 points, 31 points, 23 points, 14, 29, 25, 28. Like these are very palatable numbers and things that you can live with when he when he dips below that and he's going seven points, eight points, four points. I mean, that's just very hard to swallow and very hard to rely on. So I agree. Coming from a running back who hasn't finished as a top running back two over the last three years. In 2015, running back 42 is rookie year. 2016, running back 26. 2017, running back 32. Boom, he's running back number eight on a, this year on a team that just invested the first-round pick on a running back that we loved coming out, right. Sony Michelle. Uh, running back eight, you can kind of sell the point, hey, and he's going to catch a lot of passes there. Gronk's leaving. Gronk's Every, leaving. Everything we right. made about Edelman saying you just pushed out. Like just Edelman and James White, he's going to catch a ton of footballs. You know Sony can't catch footballs. Right. He was running he back eight this year. He proved it last year. Right. You know, he proved it there's, last year. There's plenty year. of selling points there to get rid of James White, and and, and I think I think they're all valid, and I love your reasoning, to be honest. So okay. with you. Yeah, I like getting out from under there. Moving on. Okay. Uh, who's another guy you got? I think we're on to the quick hitters, my friend. Well, let's do some quick hitters now. 
these are names that you came up with that you kind of just want to hit on the topic and uh, let's discuss because we didn't really just you just gave me the names I had a couple of oohs and ahs and a couple of comments but uh, let's go ahead and get into all it. right so my first one and this is going to kind of be like a discussion point I don't know that either one of us think that he is a sell high but Juju Smith <gasps> who <laughs> would you consider him a sell high at this point in his Juju Smith Schuster would you think he's a sell high at this point I mean no. obviously there's a there's a lot going on. There's A B leaving, and you know, is the cover the coverages are obviously gonna be rolling towards him now. Is he gonna be able to handle that? Is he, you know, that that good of a wide receiver that he's gonna be able to beat the double teams and, and really, you know, leave James Washington over there by himself? No, I think they're gonna either they're probably no, I'm not selling Juju high at all. Like I would sell Juju, but you you're paying Market share. I mean, you're talking about wide receiver number eight on the year. And, yeah, maybe you had to be a little bit more concerned because they're bringing coverage on there. But nowadays, like, everybody's got multiple good receivers, so teams got to cover. So it's not like he's just facing some turd every single week. And they probably still roll some coverage as well. Um, but still, he finishes wide receiver number eight. He's super young on the year. They bring it. They have James Washington there. I'd like to see him get more. I mean, Antonio Brown commands a ton of targets there. A ton. All those targets are not going to go to James Washington, right? I mean, Tony Brown sees over 100 targets a year. Those 100 targets are not going to go to James Washington. Moore will get ciphered over off the Juju, regardless of the coverage or not. Juju is a capable wide receiver, big enough wide receiver. He can handle the coverage. He, he's shown us how talented he is. He's he's the number one player we were wrong on our rookie evaluations. Like, if we go back, like, some oh, yeah. of the worst things we ever did was tell you not to draft Juju, our worst evaluation ever. So... To me, he's shown enough where I'm building around Juju. You know, if I have a first-round pick and you're in the back end, that's somebody you consider taking there with a young, talented receiver on the team that he's on. And what do they do bring in? What do they draft at a guy like Kelvin Harmon? What do they bring in? Hakeem Butler. Mm -hmm. You know, another big receiver to offset him and then have James Washington rolling on the slot. That's... That's, that helps. That opens everything back up to where he was. For the record, I'm with you, by the way. I, I don't think it's a good sell. I just I just wanted to bring it up because I, I figured the people that own Juju Smith-Schuster might be going through some of this these same thoughts in their brain. So I wanted. So to who would you want back for, like, a Juju, right? So, like, let's say say you are on a team and you're like, okay, I kind of want to get it. You do. You think, okay, I, I, I understand what you guys are saying, but, you know, with AB leaving, I am worried about the coverage. Can he handle being the guy? Big Ben might retire soon. Um, I just want to get out why his peak value is right where it is he's a first round adp what what do you think is fair value that i can get back in return for a juju so if you're a juju owner which i have no shares of them i don't know if you do or I, not. I don't know so but if i was an owner like what are you looking to get back in return so obviously you're most likely not selling receiver for receiver because if you're doing that then maybe you just don't like me just want another receiver that somebody else would like I mean, I, I would do like an I would, kill. I would do an instant, you know, like sideways lateral move. You know what I mean, and, and get somebody that doesn't have the, you know, like uh, some of the the, the off season fluctuations that are going on there in Pittsburgh, but and a lot you, of the unknowns. I could eliminate those. Say you needed a running back, right? Say sure. you have Juju and like you have Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Juju, and like Landry. You're just loaded at wide receiver, but your your only running back is Sony Michelle. All That's right. literally it. Mm -hmm. So you need to move. You're, you pick Juju to move of the receivers because you're thinking you're going to get the most. Obviously, Michael Thomas and DeAndre would bring the most return, but you want to get sell Juju here. You want to like, you want to sell Juju because like, he's because he, there are these fluctuations, there are all these unknowns, there are there's a lot going on with him. Like what running back can you get for like that you feel like Nick Chubb? 
I was like Chubb or Carry On. Um, yeah, but Carry. Like I, I would rather like. So you're not going to trade for Carry On straight up, are you? You don't think Juju can bring that? Is that what you're saying? Or you don't think? I don't think Carry On's a fair return. Like okay. I, and you're talking to somebody that loves Carry On more right. than anybody else in the industry. Like going next year. Like I'm firmly believing that he's going to be the man. But it's still, it's a, it's a running back position. I knew who I was talking proven. to. That's why I thought I thought you were thinking I wasn't giving up enough for carry on. No, I, I, I like, I'd be okay with carry on, but like, yeah. I'd want carry on and something on top. That's what I would definitely want that as well. Yeah. Like that's for sure. But like, is going back with something like, who did I say before that? Nick Chubb. Nick I'd Chubb. probably, yeah, I'd probably want a little something back for Nick Chubb you, as well. You would want something back. I guess cream hunt news would just yeah. down that just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So what running back would you like, you feel like straight up value for a guy like Juju getting the Alvin Kamara role kind of area. Uh, I don't. I mean, that's difficult. As a Camaro owner, I would want more than Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, me in too. return. So I don't think. I, I think that. I think. I think it would very. It'd be very tough to just get, you know, dollars for dollars here as far as running back, wide receiver swap for him. I think you'd have to. It would. You, it would have to be a package deal where where you're getting one of these unknown running backs and probably a pick. All right, Juju Smith or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> You love Baker, maybe. Clearly Baker, right? Clearly Juju Clearly Smith. Baker. Clearly um, Juju Smith. Who's another guy on your quick hit list? Um, what about Leonard Fournette, man? Only played in eight games last year. Um, finished as running back 39. In eight games. In eight games. So uh, I think Renner, I think Leonard Fournette's the ship that you're, you're like, you're the captain. And that you're like, when you drafted Fournette. Yeah. You're the you you're the captain now. You're the captain. You're gonna yeah. go down with that that bad boy. Yeah, and you have like no choice because you're like you're not gonna trade him because nobody's gonna give you. I mean, who's trading for Leonard Fournette? I I, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those. I would where... I would totally trade. Okay, so here's the thing. I would actively pursue Leonard Fournette. I like him. I think I think it's that damn ankle. We we've talked about it since cover him come on the draft, and that's the big risk. But pure talent wise, even though he, he struggled last year, if he can get healthy, which has happened before. It's a risk. Yeah. He's, he's dominant. You took him extremely high in a very talented draft here. Like, I would feel comfortable giving up a 2020 first for Leonard Fournette. If I was the Leonard Fournette owner, I would be looking for an owner like you. And, a 2021st. And I'd be cashing out on a 2021st quicker I'd, than you could than you could say. I would feel comfortable. Send that trade over. Really? Yes. See? 100%. I think they took his money. I think he's uh, be running and mean in business. If that ankle holds up, it's a gamble. I think all the reasons we were iffy about him are coming to fruition. And throwing on top of it the fact that now he's in Coughlin's doghouse, even though he, they said they cleared the air. That's a bunch of crap in my eyes. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I wouldn't give a 2021st because that running back class is too deep. I, and I, I'd I would, rather wait. I would give – I would give – if I had a late 19 first this year, like I'm saying from pick maybe like eight down – I would give that for Leonard Fournette and get like I'd gamble that going into this year, because if it hits, then your money. And if you didn't, he's still gonna get another shot somewhere. Even if he has to sit out a year. And, they say he has to sit out like a whole year. Like, dude, my ankle's jacked up. But if I sit out this whole year, I'm gonna come back RoboCop Part Six. There was a Part Six on RoboCop. I mean, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm sure there's a lot of them. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. I don't know. That's probably out of my comfort zone like Still you know what i mean too much for you like you know, like you so if you own for now it's like hey i have picked nine in the 2019 draft class and it's yours if you give me Fournette, you'd be like yeah dude no no i think that's out of my comfort zone as a for uh, owner. I, i'd so probably i'd probably want a, a little bit more than than pick nine 
or tw- any 2021. Yeah, any 2021. But pick nine in this year's draft, I'd be like, eh. pick eight, eh. seven, and a free car wash. Ooh, I do like car washes. Me too. Yeah, I need one bad. I just signed up down the street for the uh, unlimited car washes. Can I? Can you drive my car through there? Or is no, it- <laughs> they they Dang. know. He's like, Dang. we know everybody. You, they have your license plate and your credit. You just scan your credit card. Yeah. So they know. The difference is I have two trucks that are the same. Yeah. Just different license plates, obviously. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to go in there very incognito. Uh huh. Sunglasses. <laughs> fake beard. Real mustache. I'll take one <laughs> real mustache. <laughs> I would have the. He'll never know. He'll never suspect it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, what about a guy like um, Aaron Jones? A lot of uncertainty surrounding <laughs> him this year. Um, I know that you, I know this is a guy that you absolutely adore. I do. I like him as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of mention him. Absolutely obviously, not. Obviously, new new um, new offensive system coming in. New new uh, head coach, play caller. Is there any any trepidation as far as as you know what his role is going to be going into next year or? Or or do you like me just think it it you know he's the more talented guy he's going to win out. I think he's definitely the more t- more yeah. talented guy. I've been saying he's the more talented guy the entire time. Right. Uh, last year, to me, I see no reason that Green Bay needs to invest in running back because they have Aaron Jones and they have Jamal Williams, who's a quality running back that could back up Aaron Jones. Yeah, six, no, you he, know, get a couple he's, carries. He's there. not a bad filling guy. Right. So to me, Aaron Jones finishes running back twenty one last year, Matt, mm-hmm. in twelve games. In twelve games. But out of those twelve games, it was really only seven games right. where he got like significant carries. I mean, for the first obviously he was suspended the first two weeks, but you know, week three, six carries. Week four, eleven carries. Week five, seven carries. Week six, eight carries. Bye week. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're better than Jamal Williams. 12 carries, 14 carries, 15 carries, 11, 17, 11, 17. And then he had the only four carries. So essentially, yeah, that, was, that was when he injured his knee, I think. I mean, he didn't even do anything in those games. Well, he only had one touchdown before the bye. Uh, his biggest yardage game was 65. Everything else was in the 40s. So to right. me, he finishes running back, running back number 21 overall in essentially seven games. Yeah, and, and he was catching passes as well, which is you know obviously an added bonus. He was catching you know between two and five passes every single game, which is which is awesome. I mean, just little little bonuses right there. The receiving core is gonna be better there in Green Bay a little bit. Open up a little things more, I think, on the side. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say, I think I think that could actually be expanded upon. I mean, I, I think you could be looking at a, a four to six you know catch range next year if he settles in and starts the year as the as the you know the obvious running back one there yeah and he has a good chance to finish this year you know barring injuries and as a running back one there's a chance that aaron jones could be a running back one still young on his rookie contract there there's no way i'm selling aaron jones high here i think uh he'd fall in that category too of like what people would want to pay wouldn't be worth the sell right. for him and he's a championship caliber team if i had a guy like aaron jones I'm looking to more offset the bigger name running back I have my team because I feel comfortable enough. I believe in Aaron Jones enough where I feel comfortable with him being my strong suit at running back if I could flip another running back with a better pedigree um, for more in return. All right. I think that was that was all I had really on the, on the quick hitters maybe. Oh, no, I, I, I missed one. Um, what about a guy like T.Y. Hilton? Uh, T.Y. Hilton falls in that list of guys I'll never own. My right. receiver 13 last year, getting older. I think they're going to bring a bigger receiver out there. He does, the biggest thing for him is he's got Andrew Luck. So, but, I mean, 
Well, I that, always say I don't want T.Y. Hilton. Most of the years he goes out there and just proves me wrong. Um, I firmly believe he's a, he's a quality receiver. But, again, he's on that train where I'm just waiting for it to derail. Me too. Tw- I mean, eight years in the league already, um, 29, going to be 30 at the beginning of the year. And, and like you said, there's not much else there. So they're, they're going to, I think, address that situation via the draft. And this might be one of those – last moments when T.Y. Hilton is the last guy there. You know what I mean? Well, they have Deion the Kane coming back. They do have Deion Kane, which is another reason to sell. You know what I mean? Like uh, Deion Kane might be chipping away, and they might bring in another guy. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be – I'd sell T.Y. Hilton for sure, but I would have sold him last year too. Okay. All right. So and I don't I, need to I convince you. I sold him the year before. No, yeah. I, it's, no thanks. I just – I'm out. Um, so that's out. it? Sell high? Yeah, I think so, man. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. I mean, unless you want to talk about Julio Jones. Well, no. you know, he does got chronic foot issues. <laughs> he is over 30. Uh, I think it's really time a good time to get out. Yeah, right. Absolutely. What do we, on the serious note, what about a guy like Eric Ebron who had just like a monster resurrection to his career going there in Indy? Was that a one-year fluky type of thing, or do you think that's sustainable? I, If I was in tight end premium league, I would look to sell Ebron because I still think J- – if they keep Jack Doyle going into the year next year, that really worries me because I think Jack Doyle had a big deal, you know, big hand in that with him being banged up. Right. Uh, but Ebron did. He stepped up huge last he year. He stepped up huge, but but like you said, it was without what's his name being there. Um, and other receivers, that's Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, thank you. Um, without Jack Doyle being there, and and if if Doyle does return and they keep him at whatever cap number they have him there, I mean. The, you can't expect the exact same production out of Eric Ebron next year. If it's a tight end premium league, I would sell him, but I would want a first. Yeah, all right. And that's why, because then with this strong class here, mm-hmm. like I would rather depends where that first is. Because usually, if you're in a tight end premium league, it's a super flex league, so the chance of that tight end getting pushed down a little bit it depends where T.J. Hawkinson goes in his NFL draft. He goes top fifteen, top twelve. He'll go pretty high, but still, I still feel comfortable maybe getting him on a guy like Irv Smith Jr. or a guy even like Noah Fant. Right. Uh, so I would, yeah, I would sell for E round, but it would have to be in the tight end premium league like a first. Gotcha. Because otherwise, I'd just rather ride it upside, hoping they do like the opposite end of where I think Jack Doyle will be more involved, where they get rid of Jack. You know, they don't want to pay Jack Doyle. That you would, you would gamble on, hey, we got E round now, we don't need Jack Doyle. And the same thing, yep. I'd, I'd have to look up his like Jack Doyle's contract to see what was guaranteed. Sure. Um, that's it. We'll be back next week. Uh, next week we're going to talk about we don't know yet. Yeah, we'll figure it out because. After that, we're going to talk about the Combine. It'll be on the dawn of the Combine, so we don't want to beat the Combine to death and probably talk about that before, right before the Combine starts. No, beating anything to death is illegal, Matt. You don't want to do that anytime, anywhere. Well, I'm going to I'm going to definitely mention A.J. Green at some point next podcast to okay. beat that one to death. Solid, solid option yeah. to try and sell. you probably get a really good return <laughs> for him, so I definitely highly recommend selling him. In the meantime, if you want to talk about uh, – anything selling high buying low just want to talk dynasty talk mustaches you can hit me up on twitter i'm at dynasty rich i'm at dynasty matt you follow the site at dynasty nerds make sure you check out dynastynerds.com every single day we got some awesome articles up there a uh, lot of rookie content a lot of inj- just everything you need to be a, a better dynasty player except for rankings because those aren't up yet either <laughs> we're getting there man. hey they're updated in november we're, we're getting there man saquon barkley's at number seven those are right right definitely close we're really close definitely same. Definitely coming into our own here. Not coming in <laughs> hot, that's for sure. Coming out out of gas, engine smoking. Um, make sure you check out com. If you want, leave us a rating review on iTunes. It always helps the pop, uh, podcast when you do something along those lines. We're getting closer to 750. Nice. That's kind of sweet. 
Uh, and in the meantime, you also have, you know, got, if you're born in the off season, buy a dynasty nerd shirt. Those are pretty sweet too. Just, just order new. Just I can new... update them. Ordered a, hoard, ordered a whole new box of cranberries. Yeah. He's like, what colors do you want? I'm like, nothing but cranberry. He's like, oh, those are hot sellers. I'm like, have you seen those bad boys on me? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Looking good. He's sir. like, oh, I did. I thought that was a professional model. Mm. I was like, no, it's me. No, just you. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back next week. Uh, until then. Adios. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.